Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. Now, let's enjoy this week's message. Listen, if you will, turn with me to Genesis. I know they're going to bring it up. Chapter 32. Because when I tell you that the Lord has been wrestling with me for a minute... Come on, some of y'all know this story. He's <laughs> been wrestling with me for quite some time. Hallelujah. But who believes that God is a God of restoration? Who believes that God is a fan of restoration? No matter where you are, he desires to bring you to, uh, to prosperity. He desires to bring you to healing. He desires to restore whatever is wrong in your life. Who believes that? Come on, clap your hands if you believe that. Now, I gave him a lengthy amount of scripture, so bear with me real quick. Hallelujah. But I got to do it real quick. I got to do it. We are. We are. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. If you will, we're going to read from verse 24 to verse 30. And the scripture reads, so Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw, this is key, keep this in mind. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as a wrestler, as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob answered. Then the man said, your name is no longer, will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God (laughs) and with humans and have overcome. My God, my God. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called this place Peniel saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. Hallelujah. This is one of those stories that I've seen in the Bible. Now I want to just slide this back all out of the way. This is one of the stories that I saw and in my life actually take place. There are many things and many areas of my life that I needed God in this type of way, right? Because if we get a, let me give you a backstory of it real quick. Jacob, of course, was a trickster. Jacob ended up living with his uncle, Laman, and he faced all of uh, the same things he tricked his family out of, he got tricked out of. You know, so if you, you want to go back, read 31, read 32, right? You'll, you'll, you'll get the whole story. But here now, after Many, many years, I want to say it was 20 or 21 years, Jacob was now instructed by God to go back to his homeland. Now, here's a man that's saying, wait a minute. If I go back there, my big brother Esau is going to be waiting to kill me. God said, listen, I just need you to pack up 
everything I bless you with and head on back. In the midst of doing that, Jacob says, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and send some people ahead. This is key. I'm going to send some people ahead to give a message to Esau that I'm on my way. They come back with a report <laughs> that your brother Esau coming, but he coming with 400 soldiers. Imagine that. He already afraid that he's about to be killed if he go back. Now he gets a word that he is on his way, that his brother's on his way back with 400 soldiers. Imagine that, right? Me and my wife talked about this. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Not only is he coming to get me, but he's coming to get me with a whole army. We're going to get slaughtered. So he decides to do what most people would do in that situation, to try to figure it out on his own. He takes half of his family and makes them into one regiment. <laughs> the other half, he put them in the back. And he says, well, hey, if that group right there get killed, at least this group right here get to run away. You hear what I'm telling you? Right? He send them back. Go back. Give him this, give him that. Tell him that I'm on my way. Right? Esau kind of denies it. He's even more afraid. Oh, he don't even want my gifts. He don't even want my blessings. <laughs> he don't want nothing to do with me. <laughs> Lord, you didn't set me back here to die. <laughs> you didn't set me back here to get open from a brother I know that can whoop me. Like, please. Well, here's, here's something that's a, a point I want to make. After doing all that he can, then he turns to God. Come on, y'all need to hear me. That was the mistake. He should have turned to God first. He should have called on God first. But instead, he took into his own hands, his own ability, right? His own wealth. And I'm going to try to buy my way back to my brother's house. After none of that worked, according to him, Katie, right? Then he says, Lord, I need you. God, I need you because... I know for certain now he's going to kill us all. I know for certain now, brother, he's going to destroy. He don't want none of my gifts. I got all the good sheep. I got all the good goats. I got, I got all the good oxen. I got all the stuff that anybody from this land would want. And my brother is telling me, no, I'm coming to meet you with an army. Right? What we have done in our lives. Come on, I'm talking about Elliot for a minute. As too many times, the situation gets a little hard, right? The situation gets a little bit unbearable. Situation gets just, it seems like there's no way out. But instead of me turning to God, I try to work it out myself, right? That's like building something without any instructions. I have no idea how to make that better, brother. I don't know how to make that situation better, but I try anyway, my sister, right? Then when the situation looked like it's getting a little better because I didn't follow the instructions, it falls apart. Come on, y'all ever had them entertainment centers that be swaying every time you blow on it too hard, <laughs> right? Because you didn't follow the instructions. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Hallelujah, right? Seek him first. Knock and it shall be open. 
ask and it shall be given, right? We don't do that first. What we do is we try to handle it ourselves. Then when it becomes unbearable, do y'all hear me? When it becomes just unmanageable, then we turn to God. But even when we do that, Slim, we don't always turn to God honestly. Oh my God. Come on, I'm talking in here this morning. Right? We kind of go to God halfway. I was telling pastor this morning, sister, I said, hey, the Lord revealed something to me today. He revealed to me what the scripture means uh, to go with him with all prayer and supplication. Make your request known. You know, I thought for a long time that that was just a, a, one of those intelligent words, right? But God showed me, like my son who desires soccer cleats, <laughs> he's going to wake up every day. Mommy, I need these soccer cleats. Mommy, I need these soccer cleats. Daddy, I need these soccer cleats. Mommy, I need these soccer cleats. We could be on the way to get the soccer cleats. <laughs> hey, I need these soccer cleats. Boy, I'm going to get, I need the soccer cleats. Because in his mind, this is the only thing that matters right now. Come on, somebody hear me. Your situation in that moment is the only thing that matters. But we don't go to God earnestly. We don't go to God consecutively. We don't go to God right consistently. Lord, I, I need you to change this. I need you to understand what's going on. I need, Lord, I need you to hear me. Hello? Right, David said, I, I, you inclined your ear unto me. But there was a time David thought God wasn't listening. Come on, y'all know the scriptures? Right? So if it's, if it's not happening right now, I'm going to go back to God again. Father, I need you. Hello? <laughs> Ain't nothing moving. <laughs> Ain't nothing shaking. Ain't nothing stirring. I need you, God. Hello? I need you to change this right now, God. I need you to do something right now, God. Listen. For many years, I have, I have three beautiful daughters. Two of them have made me a grandfather. I know I look great, right? Two of them made me a grandfather. One of them, I know, come on, bro. I know you know what I'm saying. You know it. But <laughs> three, two of them made me a grandfather. One of them, I have just started to connect with over 15 or 16 years of her life, right? We just started to connect. But in that, Jamie, I was so afraid, like Jacob. Right? My wife had been telling me for years, baby, reach out. Reach out. Say something to her. I let fear become more important than what God could possibly do in my life. I was like, no, like Jacob, if I go back, she's going to hate me. If I go back, she's going to curse me. If I go back, she's not going to want anything to do with me. My wife said, but just, but just go back. Just do something. I said, no, I can't. I'm so afraid that she's going to reject me. You know why I'm so afraid she's going to reject me, brother? Because I felt like I deserved it. Oh, can I speak? <laughs> I wasn't there. I'm calm down because I feel myself rising up in the cry a minute. 
Slim, I'm gonna need you to grab the microphone if I start crying. All right. I felt I deserved every bit of her anger, her frustration, her disappointment, right? Her rejection. I deserve it. I wasn't there. And I was a young, ignorant young man who chose not to be there, Martin. You understand what I'm saying? But as God started to change my heart, I desired more. But I had become so afraid that I would rather live with the fact that I don't get to know her ever than to watch God be God. So my wife would tell you, I was a stalker. <laughs> I was always looking at her page on her Facebook, right? I was always, I just wanted to know what my daughter was becoming, right? So one day, I have a, a picture of her on my phone that I love. I wish I'd have sent it, right? But I have a picture on my phone that I went to her Instagram and the same picture I had on my phone was the picture she had on her Instagram. In that very moment, I knew God was doing something. Now I'm wrestling with him. Right? Lord, hold on, cuz. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you doing? I know you're doing something because I didn't look for this girl for years. And this picture is not a picture she's used as a profile picture. Now, all of a sudden, the one I got in my phone, she's using. Come on, if you ain't doing something, then I don't know what's going on. Right? So I called my wife. Monica! <laughs> she changed the picture. What should I do? She said, and this is my wife. I'm going to you on straight up. She said, boy, calm down. First off, <laughs> get your head together. <laughs> then you need to say something. I said, okay, well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. She said, wait a minute. Don't get on to a dissertation. Just introduce yourself. Right? Introduce myself. I wake up the next morning, Wes, and she responded. First phone, Monica. <laughs> she responded to the text message. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even respond back, bro. I just, she responded. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> she said, "Boy, respond back." <laughs> so I'm like, uh, "Hey, uh, you know, good to see you growing into a beautiful young lady, and I'm glad everything's going good." She's like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, it's good to see you too, right?" So I say. Yo, should I really say something about who I am? She said, I think, my wife, she said, I think she knows who you are. So I said, Ariel, do you, do you know who I am? She says, I know who you are. My God, my God. Come on, somebody hear me. In the midst of me wrestling with God, in the midst of me fighting against the Lord's will, God was on the other side. <laughs> Working that thing out. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm telling you? Right? In the midst of me fighting, what was right? She had the right to know me. She had the right to find out whether or not I even thought about her. That's what she asked me. Did you even think about me? I said, if you ask my wife, I was stalking you. <laughs> But in the midst of God, right? Let's go back to the story. 
Jacob is wrestling with God. God changes his name. Right? But in the midst of that, he had already set it up that Esau would receive him. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start closing. So, the significance of why he had to wrestle with God. Somebody hear me. God told me this morning, this morning, he woke me up this morning and told me this, that I had to bring you, Elliot, to a point of submission because the, the significance was we wrestle with God all the time when we take matters into our own hands. Not by my power, not by my might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. When we take matters into our own hands, when I want to tell him how to be a man, when I want to tell her how to be a woman, when I want to tell him how to be a pastor, when I want to tell Jackie how to be a wife, when I want to tell my wife how she's supposed to be for me, I am fighting against God. If I got a problem with Monica, I need to take it to the creator. If I got a problem with Jackie, I need to take it to the creator. If, I, if my wife, we are stronger together when we pray for each other. Oh my God. Now when we're arguing, I feel like jumping down, boy. You feel me? Not when we're fighting. Because you know, sometimes we argue just to prove, just to win an argument. That keep arguing. We ain't trying to prove a point. We definitely ain't trying to exalt the Lord. Right, so here, here's this, the understanding. Let me break it down. You cannot see, you will not see change in your life if you continue to wrestle against God's will. The Bible says that, Je that the, the man that wrestled with Jacob, he realized he could not win against him. Come on. You know what the Lord said to me, sister? He said, that don't mean I couldn't beat him. What it means is Jacob wasn't going to change. Oh my God, Y'all, somebody hear that again. It meant Jacob wasn't going to change. So I had to touch his hip to give him a new walk. I had to do it to bring him to submission of my power. Because then the Bible says he asked, uh, who is your name? Why you ask me my name? He said, uh, he asked Jacob, what is your name? Oh, my name is Jacob. No, your name will no longer be Jacob. Your name is going to be Israel. Because you have prevailed over, uh, over uh, with God and with humans. You have succeeded. But I need you to understand that first there had to be a change. And that change began with you. Not with him. Not with her. Right? No, the change began with you. Because the beautiful part of the story was that when Jacob, mind you now, he didn't, God had already revealed all his beauty, right? God had already revealed all that beauty to Elliot. But the moment trouble come, what did Jacob do? He saw them 400 men coming, Casey. He saw them coming. He still did what he wanted to do. Oh, God. All right, all y'all stand up front. 
Me and my homies, me and the ones I love the most, we gonna be back here. If y'all get killed, we bouncing. We out of here. <laughs> we out of there, right? We gone. Even in the midst of I won't let you go till you bless me. Oh my God, how many of us have done that? Lord, I need your help. Then turn right around and try to fix it yourself. Lord, I need you to restore it. Then turn right around and just steady, steady trying to work it out on your own. No, God says stop doing it. I am in control. You want the situation to change? Just pray. You want the situation to change? Praise me a different way. You want the situation to change? Come before my throne. And I'll change that. Jacob saw them coming. He was terrified. Esau, the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing, that Esau ran to him, hugged him and kissed him on his neck. My man was dumbfounded. <laughs> I thought my man was going to stab me with a knife or something. He said, brother, are you no longer angry at all that I've done wrong? Right? And I'm paraphrasing. Esau said, man, look at all that I have, bro. Look at everything I got, man. I don't need what you have. I'm blessed. Now let's get your stuff and let's go home. He said, but wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. If, if you ain't come to kill us, why you bring all these men? He said, because I heard you was coming, brother. And I wanted to make sure you got home safe. Come on, God is a God of restoration, man. God, the very situation you think is impossible, he's working it out on your behalf. The very thing you think can't happen, it's happening. They'll never forgive me. They'll never love me the same. I deserved Ariel's rejection. But God saw something different. I deserve for her to curse me. But God saw something different. You cannot tell me my God is not able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. You can't tell me. You can't convince me. You cannot change my mind. I told my daughter, you are my greatest testimony today because I wronged you in every way. I did it in every way, brother. And she turned right around and prayed, God, I don't want to be angry anymore. She said, I want to know him. And in the midst of that, I had to submit to the will of God. I'm telling you, there's something impossible in your life right now that you think just ain't going to change, that it ain't going to get better, but if you submit to the power of Jesus Christ, if you submit to the power of the blood, come on, I promise you, he is working it out in your favor. Romans 8.28 says, clearly all things work together for the good of them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. It is working out in your favor. I know it looks impossible. I know you can't understand how. But my brother and I said to each other yesterday, is there anything impossible for God? I'm telling you, I stand before you as a man of faith, 
not because I walked this righteous life, but because I have seen God do impossible things in mine. Do y'all hear me? Listen, before we close, I just want to invite anybody that if you believe that there's something too impossible, come and bring it to the altar and leave it here. And let God do exactly what he has done for everybody else in my life. My daughter and I talk like we've been talking for years. I got my phone set to an alarm. Call Ariel at 12 o'clock. <laughs> right? Jack can't tell you. In a meeting, I, I got to call Ariel. I got to call my daughter. I'm at the gun range. The phone go off. I got to call my daughter. I need her to know I made a mistake. But God has forgiven me. And right, I'm not a perfect man. So come on, stand to your feet. I'm inviting anybody. If you think it's impossible for God to change you, because you might be the impossible thing, God, you think can't change. Why would God love me? Man, come on. Why wouldn't he? He created you. If you feel the need, if you feel compelled to come to the altar, I promise you, I'm going to pray with you because I believe God. Come on, somebody hear me. I believe God. I believe God. I may not face Goliath, but I got my own giants. And my God has always showed up for me. Come on, seven, your brothers, host I, I talk like this all the time, don't I? He has always showed up for me. And if he could do it for this knucklehead, I promise you. Come on now. If he could do it with this hard-headed cat up here, I promise you he's more than willing to do it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands as I pray. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. If you're coming to the altar, keep coming. Hallelujah. If you're coming to the altar, keep coming. Because God is a fan of restoration. to see you win. He desires to see you overcome. He desires to see that relationship restored. He's a fan of it. He's cheering for you. Do y'all hear me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Because I'm telling you right now that when you do it, you make the enemy mad. When you raise your hands, you make the enemy mad. My dad used to say, if you just clap them for a moment, you confuse that clown. If you, I used to love when she said it because I start clapping hard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. If you feel the need to come down and pray and touch and agree with someone, come down to the altar too. Because whatever you're praying for, for them, God could be doing and restoring it for you. Hallelujah. 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 Let us pray. Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for being so awesome. I thank you for being so loving, so patient, so understanding. Lord God, you know exactly what we all stand in need of. Lord God, we are declaring right now that we're tired of wrestling against your will. So whatever you need to do, if you need to change my walk, Lord God, if you need to change my talk, Lord God, if you need to change my name, I submit it to you now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I know that you want restoration in my life. I know that you want restoration in their lives. I know you want healing. I know you want deliverance. I know you want to break chains. Right now in Jesus' precious name. Do it, Lord God. Hallelujah. Do it, Lord God. Change him. Change her. Fill their hearts with a new love. Fill their souls with a new passion. Show yourself strong in every situation, Jesus. I thank you and I glorify your name today, Lord God. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Let us all say together, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com.